Welcome to Tumbling Along with Betsy, a podcast about finding balance in the gym and beyond, hosted by a woman just tumbling through life. Be inspired and learn about coaching, parenting, nutrition, fitness, mental training, and positive body image in the gymnastics world and beyond the gym. And now for your host, a woman on a mission to help you find your balance, Betsy McNally Lawar. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tumbling Along with Betsy. I have an amazing guest today. I'm super excited to talk with her. Her name is Gina Paulus, and she is the owner of Home Bodies in-home fitness training. She lives in Haverhill, Massachusetts, and she serves the fitness and nutrition clients at their homes in that area, as well as worldwide via video call. But I'm really interested in having Gina on today, not only for that reason, because I myself am a trainer and we have a lot in common, but she's also very active in the adult gymnastics world, which is something I'm super, super pumped about. Gina, welcome to the show today. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here too. I'm extremely excited to have this chance to chat with you and to reach all of your listeners. I've been a fan of your podcast for a while now, and I'm really pleased that you invited me on today. Absolutely. So let's start with the first question I always ask everybody. What is your favorite quote and why? Great question. My favorite quote is actually a Bible verse, and it is, now faith is being sure of what we hope for, and certain of what we do not see. So the reason that's my favorite quote is I first came across it when I was injured. I actually ended up having to have surgery and I wasn't sure what the future held for me. I was competing in adult gymnastics at that time and I was having a really tough time recovering and I really held on to that quote to continue to motivate myself to do my rehab, to do my conditioning and to do whatever skills I could do in the hopes that I could regain my competitive level. That's awesome. And did you do that? Yes and no. I was able to resume to competition. I ended up dropping down from USAG level eight to the uh, one of the Excel levels, the highest level that they offer. Um, I honestly forget what it's called at this point, but um, I was able to return to competition, which was my big goal. And um, so I would say overall, given the circumstances, I was pleased with that. That's awesome. So what is your superpower, Gina? How, and how do you use it and what you're doing? I would consider my superpower to be my persistence. And I think that's something a lot of gymnasts and former gymnasts will hold in common. It definitely takes a lot of persistence in our sport. So for the present time, because I am not in gymnastics at the moment as an athlete, um, I use it just in instances where, which we all have in life, you reach what feels like a brick wall, or you feel like something just isn't working in your favor and you have the option of giving up, which sometimes is the appropriate thing to do. Um, and other times you think, huh, how can I get a little bit creative here? How can I change my direction? Maybe put a little bit more effort here or there and see. And I was able to utilize that when I reached a lot of roadblocks, not only back in my training as an adult gymnast, where it was not the easiest thing to be able to train, you know, as an adult, especially when I was first doing it 15 years ago at this point. Um, but also the adult gymnastics movement, which is really what I'm spending more of my time on now. If I get a no from 10 people, that doesn't mean the 11th won't say yes. So just keeping that persistence and perseverance in mind, um, has been really what I've considered to be my superpower. I love that. And don't you think a lot of that comes from being a gymnast? I mean, that's kind of how we're wired, right? 
Well, right. And I think as we're a young gymnast, we're absorbing it from our coaches who are encouraging that in us. And as we grow older and even just in the teens, we're starting to take some of that onto ourselves because let's face it, you're not going to have a coach on you every second. You've got to do some of that on your own. So I think it's definitely cultivated in our sport. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about adult gymnastics. Like, can I do it? Anybody do it? What, what's the deal here? (laughs) Who, who, Who are we catering to? Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, adult gymnastics is a fitness option that is available to anyone and everyone. Of course, there's going to be different levels, different skills being worked, different amounts of time being spent depending on your history. So one of the things I've catered to in my adult gymnastics camp, which we'll probably talk more about later, is that we have groups for beginners, groups for intermediate, groups for advanced, so that I am able to offer training environments to all of those different levels. We have And, you know, I say we, meaning that my camp, but I also see this in the greater gymnastics, adult gymnastics class setting is I would like for every class to have an option of a beginner showing up and feeling comfortable, uh, maybe having different classes for different levels, if that were, you know, something that was possible. But I have seen it all. I've seen people pick it up well into adulthood. And I've also seen people who started as kids and never stopped. So I've really seen the whole range. I think that's awesome. I love that idea of beginner, medium or starter, novice maybe, and more advanced. And like, for me, I was a gymnast, but I, I mean, and I can do like a handstand and I can tumble and jump on the tramp, but I think I would even start at your beginner level just to kind of get back those basics. Would you, do you think that that's a good place for people to start is even if they think like, uh, Hey, I can still do gymnastics, you know, how do you kind of gauge where we would start? That is a great question also, because this is something I've had to get better at with experiences running my camps. We've done 10 of them now, and I've refined my strategy of how I group people. I find that adults are actually fairly good at grouping themselves. And I compare this in my mind to some, some of those helicopter parents who might want their little Sally to, you know, do the most advanced class, even though she's never done gymnastics before, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that that can happen. Um, But I think with adults, we do have that underlying fear. And if anything, people are maybe selling themselves a bit short and they say, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to do anything. And then they show up at my camp and they're like, Oh, I'm actually still able to do a lot of it. But, um, but just in terms of, you know, putting the groups together, I will ask people, what is your best skill you can do on your own with no spot and no pit on the four women's artistic events plus tumble track. Mm -hmm. And I find that in my groupings, I will, make a cutoff of certain skills and I'll, I'll do it by the total number. So say if there's 50 people in the camp, my group a through group D might look different skill wise, but it's spread appropriately for the athletes at that camp. So sometimes someone will come and they'll say, Oh, last time I was a B and this time you're putting me in the C and I'll say, well, there's actually different athletes at this camp. Mm-hmm. So it will, you're still going to be surrounded by your peers, no matter what the number of your group says. And kind of age is anybody's welcome. Is it like 18 and over? What do we, what do we, yes, I do ask 18 and over just keeping with the adult theme of it. Um, but the other thing you had asked too, is you were asking about people who have done the sport before. So I do have a lot of people who maybe it's been 20 or 30 years that they haven't done gymnastics and all of these things I'm describing, I have seen it play out in adult classes as well. So I think it's very similar, but, um, 
you know what you might like, if I went to an adult class today, I would go in the beginner group because I haven't tumbled for three years. So like, I don't know if I can do some of the stuff. So I definitely think that is an appropriate place. And I always recommend starting low. You can always move up, but you don't want to overwhelm yourself. And of course you don't want to get injured. Yeah. Um, So trying to leave your ego at the door a little bit and just start like, just like you would with, if you had your teenage daughter who hadn't done it in five years and wants to go back, you wouldn't want her to like go for everything the first day. So you have to treat yourself the same way and just be responsible. That's what I was. The, my next question was going to be about injuries because that's, I know, even though I'm fit and I work out every day and I run fitness classes, you're what I'm doing in my fitness classes are not in any way, shape or form relative to, uh, swinging on a bar or getting the timing right on a tumble track, or, you know what I'm saying? So I guess, do you give any advice or recommendation in terms of like, I'm thinking about getting back into gymnastics. How can it, because you are a trainer as well. How can I prepare my body to go back and hit that double back on the floor immediately? Yeah, that is definitely a lot to think about. And it is something that people will ask me. I go, always go back to what I did to get myself back into it because I took good five years off between maybe even six years off between a senior in high school and resuming adult gymnastics. Um, you know, my body weight had changed. My overall fitness level had changed in some ways. I was stronger. I had begun lifting weights more and I had done more cardio, but in other ways I had moved far away from the gymnastic style of training. So the first thing I did was stretch, 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 try to get my splits back, try to get my uh, bridge strong, that type of thing, my pike, all of those basics, my handstands, And, um, I did a little bit more interval training as opposed to steady state cardio. So more simulating the type of effort you would do for a floor routine or something like that. Part of why I was so careful with my fitness is I was planning to resume in a team environment where I'd be expected to keep up with high school girls, or even in some cases, middle school girls. And I knew that it wouldn't be fair to the group if I was the one that couldn't keep up. So I, um, what I did was I did as much of the gymnastic specific conditioning that I remembered at my fitness club. You know, I was the one doing handstands on the Smith machine, um, yeah. <laughs> the one like trying to pretend to do a rope climb with the cables, just whatever I could do to replicate it. And people stared of course, but that doesn't matter. Um, and then when I showed back up at the gym, you know, the, I'm, I'm describing a situation where I was trying to resume being on a junior Olympic team, which is not going to apply to the average adult class. But that said, you still want to feel comfortable and confident. So I would say flexibility, you know, yoga classes can be a great way to gain some of that. Um, CrossFit can have phenomenal carryover. So a lot of people will find themselves. I mean, I have people that showed up on my camp that learned to back talk in one weekend because they did CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So something like that can be great if you're not as familiar with the progressions. I also have on my website, I've got a training tab where you can actually see a lot of home-based conditioning. We are still in a pandemic, so sometimes that can be nice. And also for busy schedules, being able to work out at home can be a great way to pad additional hours in your training schedule. Love it. So basically get back with the stretches, you know, try to get physically, get a good physically fit foundation. If you can getting those bridges. Oh gosh. Thinking about a bridge just makes me scared right now because I mean, the, the muscles just don't stretch like they used to for me. Like I said, even though I'm super fit. So 
I guess what you're saying is know your limitations, but don't undersell yourself, but maybe go in with some good basic stretching before you start adult gymnastics again. Um, maybe starting with some cardio or weight training, or if you're into CrossFit, that's good. Uh, like I said, even though I'm super fit, I promise you my, I, <laughs> I demonstrate a lot of this stuff and that's why I wanted to have you on because I want to know the secret to getting back in and doing it without getting hurt. So you thank you for those tips. Um, what about your specific goals for your athletes that come to your camps? Like, are you wanting them to compete? Are you wanting them or whatever? Is there a goal personally set for themselves? Or do you have like bigger picture goals that you want for all of your athletes or do they just come in and have fun? What's kind of the, the goal or mission behind the whole program? Yes. So for me, one of the biggest pain points I had as an adult gymnast was I trained with children, as I described, I did that because the adult class at my gym was an hour a week. I wanted to compete, you know, fulls and doubles off the bars and all these things. I wasn't going to get that accomplished with an hour a week. That's just my own limitation on those training hours. I needed more. So I didn't really have a peer group to hang out with, to co collaborate with. When I resumed that level, I was, it was 2006. So the internet was getting there, but it wasn't nearly like it is today. Social media wasn't really there. Um, so uh, fast forward until 2014, I was competing. I had Facebook and I thought, huh, why don't I make a group for adult gymnasts and invite everybody I meet at these competitions, which I would compete against adults, um, but we didn't live nearby. So the only way to stay in touch in my mind was the Facebook page. So I started inviting people to my group today. It sits at just shy of 7,000 members. Wow. That's so needless awesome. to say, I've made some adult gymnastics friends. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them I have made, have transitioned into real life friends. Some of them live near me. Some of them don't. Um, but that was the, the big mission in my mind was like that community. Okay. So you have this community. What is the name of your Facebook page again? I know it's like drinking wine. Fine yes, wine. yes, the wine. You remember the wine? That's good. That shows that it worked to some level. Um, just like fine wine, adult gymnastics. Just like fine wine. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. So great. Um, so if if someone were to come to your your camp, how is it? Is it from you know regions or, or is it anybody who can come from all over America? How does that get set up with you? Yeah. So right now it is open to actually anyone in the world. Every camp I have had to date has been an international camp. So that international, I'm assuming. No, they fly in from Japan and Australia and Canada. Oh, that is so exciting. It is really exciting. And it's been one of the reasons why the pandemics made it so tough because, yeah. you know, the international travel side of things, but, um, but really the, the camp was basically the next level of the group in that we could meet um, spend time together, really get to know each other on a deeper level. We have social events, meals out, clinics, time by the pool, time at the beach, depending on the season, of course. But the camp has just brought everything to the next level. And a lot of people will use the camp because it's normally done twice per year. They'll use the camp as motivation of, oh, I want to get X skill by the time I go back to camp or 
you know, I want to maybe just continue to do gymnastics so I can go see my friends once again at the next camp. I really do have a mixed group. And I think that group reflects what my Facebook group has as well. There's been leagues for adult gymnasts, primarily the NAIGC. They've done a tremendous job bringing adult gymnastics competition and even just access to training. But it seems to me that number one, and I'm sure this is going to get better with time, but I don't have an NAIGC club convenient enough for me to go to in my area. And I don't live in the middle of nowhere. I live somewhat near Boston. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I, for me, I would have to travel over an hour with traffic to get to the facility. And then um, a lot of the clubs are more focused on competition. And some of the ones I've reached out to have said, we won't take anybody who's out of college. Now that's not true for a lot of them. And I absolutely love what the NAIGC has done. What I see as a little bit of a whole is how are we catering toward the recreational athletes and how are we catering toward just spreading it to more and more facilities. When I wanted to go back to gymnastics, I called over 30 clubs before I found one that would accept me. And I was 24 years old. Hmm. To me, that's not cool. (laughs) Not cool. And I'm hoping that with uh, recent events, um, such as Chelsea Memel and people like yourself. And I mean, look at if Simone Biles was 24, what, why that's a little bit of discrimination, I would say. And honestly, I'm a business owner. I get it. There's not, the numbers aren't there. Adult gymnasts are generally not going to be as regular as children in attendance. Um, we've got a lot going on. I totally get it. I mean, the gym clubs I've seen, they're filled with people. It's, I get it. It's just like, to me though, we've got to do unless we want to see it stay the same, somebody has got to do something different. And what I decided to do, Jessica O'Byrne from the gymcastic podcast had been managing some of the adult gymnastic content in this country. And she felt that it was too much for her to do that and her podcast. So she looked for somebody who could take it over effectively. And I agreed to do this about four or five years ago. She just handed everything over to me. She's like, take it. It, I can't, I'll help you promote it, but I can't do it all myself anymore kind of thing, which is great that she was able to identify that. And I did take it fairly seriously that she was entrusting me with this stuff. Like she gave me a blog, a Twitter um, that had thousands of followers. And I'm like, okay, I really have to (laughs) make sure I don't screw this up because, you know, she did. It was something that it actually was her first passion project before she developed the gymnastic podcast. Wow. And Jessica O'Byrne competed in adult gymnastics for many, many, many years. Okay. Um, so I'm like, you know what? I'm I either have to do this right or I'm not gonna do it at all, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um I just I just continuously use my business training that I've received and different things that I know how to do from my regular day jobs and um, put that into the adult gymnastics. And I've also recently been adding to my team. I've been able to get some wonderful volunteers to help me with some of the work. And um, it's just something that I really truly think is, has made a difference and is making a difference. And I'm very motivated to continue bringing it to higher and higher levels. Absolutely. And I'm, I am excited for you. I love this. I think it's great. I think this is where gymnastics is going. I think we're becoming more open to not only age, but different body types, um, ways of just, um, you know, I'm in the nutrition, like you do nutrition, but I'm in specifically nutrition for gymnasts and just moving in a whole different direction about how we look at 
body image and the food we intake and, you know, developing the whole gymnast. And I think bringing adults back is genius. I think it's awesome. I fully support you. And I want to know how I can come to your camp. Wow. I did not expect you to ask that. So all you need to do is email me and we'll go from there. Cause I'll get you there. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking for myself. I don't know if I can make so it. Do you want to be an athlete or do you want to be a clinician? Oh, I, I was thinking as an athlete, I want cool. to be, <laughs> I don't, honestly, I don't, um, I don't know. I didn't think about it that way as a, as a clinician, but I thought about it yeah. more just like I want to do gymnastics again, but you know, I have a lot of limitations in my life. Obviously I'm mm -hmm. the mother of two special needs boys. I've got a business I'm running and mm -hmm. traveling all over the country doing my boot camp. So it would mm -hmm. be more for just like me to get out there and do gymnastics again, because I love it. And I'm a, I'm a, um, fitness competitor too. So I do like a two minute gymnastics routine, but I retired in 2008 from competing in fitness, but okay. I was, I was tumbling on like hard floors with like bare feet. And like, it just took a lot on my body, but, um, what you're doing is just so awesome and motivating to me. And I know a lot of my followers are mothers of gymnasts and also, they were gymnasts themselves. So I think a lot of my followers need to find out if they don't know about you more about you and your program and your camp. So when does your camp happen? Yes. Yeah, so the next camp that I have on the agenda is going to be the last weekend of July. And I can grab those dates for you. Yeah, grab those If not, I can put them in the show notes. Yeah, no, I've got them right here. So it's going to be 30th, 31st, and then August 1st. Okay. So it goes three days. It does. It does. Yeah. Awesome. And we're and you're in Massachusetts. Where do you, where's the venue? So right now the camps are all being held at Atlantic gymnastics in Portsmouth, New Hampshire, which is just over an hour North of Boston. Okay. Awesome. And, um, yeah. And do you have a website that we can find out more about you? I do. The best one to go to for the adult gymnastics will be adult-gymnastics.com. Okay. And I'm going to put this obviously all in the, um, in the notes, but I just wanted to get it from you. Um, yeah. What else is coming this year for you? Well, I have recently become certified in pregnancy and postpartum corrective exercise. And I have been working also as a mentor to others in the program more recently, what I have done is took some of that information and converted it into gymnastic specific help. So what I've been focusing on is for younger athletes, diastasis recti, which isn't super common, but you do see it. You sometimes do see hernias in those younger populations, but even more so the pelvic floor and the types oh, yeah. of dysfunctions that can occur there. But then of course, like I just said, with the pregnancy and postpartum in the adult world, I have a lot of women who have had children or have like, I would meet them at my camp and now they've gone on to have a baby and now they'll want to come back to my camp again. And there's definitely a lot of help out there. It can be a little bit sparse depending on where you live to get mm -hmm. the high quality help for some of these issues. I personally have recovered from an abdominal hernia that was extremely limiting for me. Um, and so I've been focusing on gymnastic specific programs for gymnasts of all ages. And I do have that information up on my fitness website, which is homeexercisecoach.com. There's a tab that says for gymnasts and you can easily find that. So I've been really focusing on that lately, 
just because it's such a specialty area for me now. And I've seen such quick progress with some of my clients that it's just been really cool to dive more deeply into that and sort of unite my two passions together. I think that's awesome. That's such a great combo (laughs) because I was just thinking, you know, like when I'm jumping on the trampoline and this might be too much information and I like pee myself. (laughs) I mean, but it's true. I mean, a lot of women who have had kids, um, have pelvic floor issues. And for me personally, when I jump around and my bladder, I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Um, but I know there are things you can do to like correct and strengthen the pelvic floor. Um, and can you talk a little bit about what it feels like to have a hernia? Yes. So my hernia actually came as a result of two emergency abdominal surgeries that both became infected. I didn't technically, I don't think I had a hernia immediately, but over time, I started developing pain in those incisions and I was able to be confirmed that I had the hernia. So for me, I actually didn't really have trouble doing gymnastics after my surgeries. Of course, I waited X amount of time and took it slow and all of that. But it was many years later, probably about 10 years later that I was actually, I hadn't even been doing gymnastics because my, I had an ankle problem that prevented me from doing a lot of the gymnastics. So I was in my home gym, like I always did, uh, doing sit-ups with, of course, a weight on my chest. Cause you know, gymnast things, right. <laughs> I had been doing that, but I did decide to go up and wait just five pounds. Very reasonable. Like I'm going to get my abs as strong as I've ever been. And then I felt something almost rip is the best way I can explain it. And I thought, Oh crap, right. This mm-hmm. is not good. And mm-hmm. so I was, you know, I've become a little bit more responsible as of age. So I didn't continue my workout. Um, I rested a few days, went to my chiropractor, went to my PT, kind of talked it out with them. They go, oh, you'll be okay. Just rest a little bit longer. And it just wasn't going away. So for me, it almost felt like it literally felt like I had a hole in my stomach and my scar used to be relatively flat and it showed a little bulge to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that I was responsible and I ceased doing abdominal work until I went to the doctor, because obviously you can cause serious problems if you continue to train with a hernia. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing that story. And, uh, like I said, I think that's a perfect marriage, uh, especially as you know, p- women age and, um, and we've had children and we want to do gymnastics. So that's awesome. Good for you. Um, so your camp is the last week of July. We can find out about you on your two websites. Could you read them out one more time for us? Yes. So the camp information will be found on adult-gymnastics.com. And then the pregnancy, postpartum, pelvic floor, all of that material will be found on homeexercisecoach.com under the gymnast tab. Love it. Well, Gina, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to meet with me today. I'm sure my listeners, I can't wait to hype this uh, episode up and, and I'm sure you'll have a lot of uh, people very interested in what you're doing. And I just want to say congratulations and thanks for, again, for being here today on tumbling along with Betsy. No, thank you so much for having me. And I definitely will hold you to showing up at one of my camps very soon. Oh my gosh. I would love to got to talk to the hubby. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. If you enjoyed this podcast or any of the other amazing episodes here on Tumbling Along with Betsy, I would love, love, love if you took a few minutes to review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews and shares we get, the more we will be able to reach and share valuable information to the amazing gymnastics community and beyond. 
Remember, you can also email me directly at coach at betsymcnally.com or visit my website, betsymcnally.com, to receive a free newsletter regarding what's new and happening in the world of nutrition, conditioning, and wellness for gymnasts, their families, moms, and coaches. We thank you so much. To find out more about Betsy, her traveling boot camp for gymnasts, and her online mom boot camps, contact Betsy at coach at betsymcnally.com. To receive her free newsletter, go to www.betsymcnally.com and click join the mailing list.